you know, before we got started, I'm setting up my equipment and checking everything. And for some reason, um, what song got stuck in my head? Uh, Deep Blue Something, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I'm mad that not only do I love that song unabashedly, that I still know all the lyrics, but then I'm just thinking like, I get it. Like, I get the premise of the song is that this couple, they're not really on the same level. What do we have in common? It's like, well, there's this one movie that I think we both maybe liked. <laughs> and I, and this reference is going to be super dated. If anyone listens to this like a week from now, let alone a couple of years after this was recorded. But, you know, we were talking about Bagel Bites energy. That song has like Bean Dad energy. Oh, I just, the idea of like having your whole relationship stem upon liking this old movie that nowadays is kind of uncomfortable and icky. Like, yeah. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about it from that end. I did not consider that. I was just thinking about the fact that, okay, so they had nothing in common. How did they get that far? (laughs) He said they had nothing in common. No common ground to start from yeah so therefore like (laughs) what how did you get to this point like it had to have been something like and i'm not trying to sound messy was it just okay was it a physical thing like they just i mean relationships have been started from less so yeah but i'm like they uh, there was nothing from the beginnings like so that's what really bugged me out and it made me almost hate the song for a brief moment it's like how like you said how did you get this far (laughs) oh man was it just a movie because no that's not no (laughs) that movie is not that good Let alone being, like, wildly problematic, <laughs> even for that time period. Yeah. Um, that's like saying the only reason you and I are friends is because we both like the Mighty Ducks. I mean... <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's not true, though. I know, but it started with the mutual love of, like, hockey wait, stuff. And- I was going to say, way more stuff than that. But- oh, that's true. I'm, I'm fucking... I, I'm, I'm mainly embellishing, but... Oh, man. There was that live commentary of D3 that never made it to... I don't even know where the audio is. I think it got corrupted, but we may have to revisit that because I have way too much fun explaining (laughs) the many ways in which Charlie Conway is an absolute complete dickbag in D3. (laughs) Is that the one... it's, It's my favorite joke from the whole fucking trilogy... Where somebody makes a reference to the Minnesota North Stars and the Cowboy Kid. It's not from that movie because the Cowboy Kid's not in it. And the Cowboy Kid goes, you mean the Dallas Stars? And I just lose my shit every time. It's so funny to me. (laughs) That was D3 because that was when all the D2 kids, they were all like hanging out together. When they're like walking in through the quad, I guess heading towards, I guess, wherever their presentation was going to be. That's right. Because then he was like, oh, are we talking about the old Kung Fu or the adventures of the new Kung Fu? And it was like, y'all watch too much TV. And Russ is like, safest thing to do in my hood. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny? Classism is real. Right? Which <laughs> then I think about the line which hurts my soul. And I know it was in that movie for a reason, but I wish they had had another character say it. But there's something that always just made me uncomfortable about the fact that they made Fulton Reed the one to call Russ a sellout. Yeah. And when you get older and you think about that scene, you're like, no. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> just, just no. <laughs> Maybe don't, child. <laughs> <laughs> just Ooh. don't. The implications, but uh, speaking of implications and um, <laughs> taking people to task, uh, we should probably get into the second part of our year-end list, which, um, I'm sorry, Ash. I was walking with the are listening to Talking Like a Teen, the podcast where we have a tendency to rush back into our past. I am not Adrian. And I am not Ashley. 
It's 2021. We did it. <laughs> okay, so I'm trying to think now. When we did the first episode, even though it was the first released episode of 2021, it was actually the last one recorded in 2020. Yes. So this is the first recording that we're doing in the new year. And I don't know. Like, it's only four days in? Like <laughs> Well, apparently we have people coming back from the dead, so that's kind of neat. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was scrolling through Twitter while I was waiting for my computer to turn on and reading about that and just being like, what is happening? I don't was it a TMZ thing? Because it's usually them that does it. Like, did someone just run a story without really having all the knowledge? They said it was somebody that worked for her. Oh, so someone really just did not. Oof, that's... <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're not working again this year. I was going to say, maybe somebody didn't really like their boss all that much, but that seems mean. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe I shouldn't speak ill of the undeceased, but like... <laughs> don't talk bad about Bond girl zombies. I don't know. It was just very strange. I mean, congratulations that she's not dead. You know, shout out to her. But still, like, there were people who were legit mourning. The tweet that Topher Grace put out was was very sweet. So he could just take that down and keep it in his back pocket, I guess. Yikes. Bleak. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not your fault. Like, I mean, again, this isn't necessarily funny, but it's just more the absurdity of, you know, maybe confirm these things before you go and that's a terrible thing to have happened to you. Could you imagine, like, you're here and then someone's basically like, oh, my gosh, like, you're back. I'm like, back from where? It's like, you were dead. Like, no. (laughs) That's Wait, not how that one? works. <laughs> well, needless to say, we are here. We did survive what was, without a doubt, one of the most tumultuous years, I think, that a lot of people have had, you know, collectively, I guess I should say. For sure. As much as I want to, like, be glib about, oh, 2020 was trash, am I right? It was pretty horrific. And I think we had took a little bit of time last time to kind of discuss just how rough it was. And hopefully that our podcast in some way helped out or at least made you smile or entertained you at least for an hour or so. Ashley, when doing her year end list, had a much easier time than I did because I suffered all the way up until doing the setup for the show because Ashley had this great playlist full of, and I quote, uh, sad white lady music, which was really fun. It, there was flow. It was a B. It was sad. Like you go through the motions and, but mine, like me, is a bundle of nerves. It's chaotic. It's an absolute mess. And like often happens when we do the playlist episodes, there's one song that Ashley, I know, decides like, just is like, do I really need to hang out with this dude anymore? Like, <laughs> um, I want. <laughs> I want to apologize publicly for something that happened privately. You sent me this playlist and I put it on. It wasn't really paying attention. I had a reaction to the first song on this, which included some screaming that kind of like I wasn't expecting. And then it happened and I had a very like visceral, like, nope reaction. And I made a joke to you and it, it was one of those where, like, I made a joke, I thought it was funny, and then I realized, like, that was actually kind of a dick move. Because I know that you did actually struggle to put this this playlist together. And I know that you and I don't always listen to the same stuff, and I don't want you to feel like you can't talk about that stuff here. So, I apologize for being a dick, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> When we talked about doing this show, like, as far as just even coming up with the concept, I know there was a lot of stuff that was originally off the table, and I have actively tried to not put it on the table because I get it. And I'm a firm believer that if we're going to do this, you know, as a partnership, it's not going to be fun if there's going to be one person who is adverse to whatever we're discussing. Like, I don't need your discomfort to be attached to, like, you know, content with a capital C. Right. But with that said, this is that part where I realized that we both contain multitudes. (laughs) And as much as I wanted to have a certain vibe or a a flow to my playlist, 
this playlist needed to be as chaotic as the year has been or just as just my listening habits are because, you know, just earlier it's like I'm listening to finish death metal, but then it like cut to like little Uzi Vert and then cut to Breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's. It's like, who am I? And then I'm wondering, this is why I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> so I get why you had the reaction. I'm not even necessarily offended about that. I have to realize that what is like, you know, super cool and like kind of innocuous to me, you know, maybe other people don't feel and trust me. Like Eileen and I have had this before where she is not super thrilled when I play Dillinger Escape Plan at high volumes. <laughs> so when coming up with my version of the year and playlist, I'm like, you know what? I want to put stuff on there that was genuine in terms of what I really listened to. But I also want to make sure that I'm not pissing you off, like almost intentionally. Well, for me, like, it wasn't an uh, anger thing. It was just, you and I have talked about this privately, like, I don't really deal well with yelling. It comes from having a childhood in which there was a lot of yelling. It's just not a thing that I deal well with. So, like, recreational yelling is just not a thing that I enjoy. But that being said, I actually didn't mind this Deftone song once I got past the yelling and once I was sort of, like, ready for it. Like, the instrumentation is kind of cool, and he has a good voice. I just wish that he would scream less. <laughs> well, there's other projects and other songs that I wanted to put on here that maybe would have been better suited for your ears and maybe just for basic human consumption. <laughs> but I don't want to go too far into why I love Deftones, because that's a whole other podcast we probably may even get into at some point. Being one of my favorite bands, like, it's the trifecta of, like, Deftones, Coit and Cambria, and Foo Fighters, which I don't care how much anybody rolls their eyes, I love them to death. This song, Genesis, um, off the new album, Ohms, it's such a statement. If you're, like, a casual fan, you might enjoy it, but if you're someone who's followed their career for, what, the last 20, 30 years... Knowing the loss that they've had, the number of times that there's been tension and breakups or the number of times where Chino has expressed being conflicted about the music he's making, because as much as he is influenced by, you know, a lot of metal and heavy music, he's also influenced by like hip hop and also a lot of Depeche Mode and The Cure. Each album goes through all these emotions, which is why it's so hard, I think, for people to even kind of nail them down. Mm hmm. Especially since the album prior to it, Gore, where they almost broke up because, again, there was just so much tension and the songwriting process is, like, really heavy for them. This is the most cohesive they've been since the early 2000s. And as an intro song, like, that synthesizer, like, that one long note fills my chest with so much goddamn anxiety. Because <laughs> it's building up and you're like, please, for the love of God, just... just right. Just drop the drums, like drop the beat, hit the guitars, because it's like they drag it out to the very last second to the point where you almost can't even really take it. And that's when they hit you with like the heaviness. And the first time I listened to the song, I legit had a panic attack because the volume was too high. But then my <laughs> spirit floated over my body and like, this is the greatest experience ever. And I love that music does this to me. And I'm weird. And <laughs> it's a weird way to like be like, hey, I'm kind of a masochist when I listen to music. <laughs> So that reaction you had, you know, and I do accept the apology and you don't honestly don't have to. It's cool. But I get it because you're not too far off from the reaction <laughs> I had. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that, that was the part of the show where we talked about Deftones. <laughs> Next. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh like your your episode was pretty much like a new hope mine is the empire strikes back right now because <laughs> so the oh. next song because we briefly mentioned them in talking about mike snow or i <laughs> raving about mike snow last episode but run the jewels like i would be Morally remiss if I did not include anything off of our TJ4. So my next track is Yankee of the Brave, episode four. Which, this was the first single from this album, yes? I'm not sure if it was the first, because I'm not sure if what came first, this or Ooh La La. This was the first thing that I remember hearing from it. Okay. I like this song a lot. 
it's one of those like kind of upbeat yet aggressive where you're like, I want to go run a mile or punch things, but probably just punch things. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. Like I actually felt like when I first heard this song, this is one of those situations where I'm like, I wish we were our GTA characters because you'd pull up in front of the house and be like, you're driving to Stromberg. It's like, get in, we're about to do crime. And it was like, hell yeah. So I just hop in and this is the song that plays as we speed off. This is definitely a doing crime song. This album was a lot because this dropped like right dead in the middle of 2020 and right right as a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests were happening. And, you know, of course, the dialogue about police brutality and Killer Mike and LP were like, look, we were going to release this album formally, whatever. But so much shit's going on right now. Honestly, we're just going to make it pay what you want just so you guys have something to get you through it. Mm -hmm. This is one of the songs. It's hard to describe how I feel listening to it. But you just have to just listen to it and just feel it. And I feel like I undersold that one a lot. (laughs) It's hard for me because of where I know them from, where I'm just like, I hear them and I just want to watch cartoons. So (laughs) (laughs) the next song's fun. This was one of those songs where I was like, I could put this on my playlist, but I I know I don't need to. Um, no, you absolutely need, everybody needs to put this on their playlist. (laughs) I don't care. Like, this is essential listening. This song should honestly be the national anthem. (laughs) I'm here for it. Do you want to tell the nice people what song it is? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a WAP by uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, which... The song that launched a discord that we desperately needed and did not need at this very same time. (laughs) My God. Uh, This is one of those songs that, like, I will always think of how amazing it is that two women of color sort of took up the mantle for, like, female sexuality and like making it a thing and like standing in the face of the patriarchy and how like awesome that is and all of the bad comedians that i follow on twitter making jokes about how to make this song a kids bop song yeah (laughs) i wish you could see my face right now it's i never want to make this face again like i could see myself in the mirror next to me there's some chores in this house there's some chores in this house like it's just this happens a lot and even going back to run the jewels because i think it kind of at least runs in some parallels maybe not necessarily strictly when it comes to women or the patriarchy but just in Mm -hmm. terms of people of color expressing themselves or especially like you know like black Hispanic women like expressing themselves or even in this scenario like black men of, like, Run the Jewels making an album expressing the outright disdain and rage of having to deal with the system that is just constantly just fucking with them. Or, you know, Megan and Cardi, who have constantly made music, like, on the daily, in which they own not only just their sexuality, but just also their confidence. And how much that frightens people and scares them. And the discourse always becomes about something else to not deal with the issue at hand. And it's like, okay, yeah, did I giggle at some of the memes about it? Yes, I did. And like Ben Shapiro and shit, like, oh my God. We're like, we didn't need to know that about you and your your relationship, good sir. (laughs) We did not. Your poor wife. (laughs) (laughs) And all these like musicians from like, like these bands that are ancient who haven't even been prominent since like eight tracks were popular being on about that song is disgusting. And I'm like, just say you're horny and get it over with. Right. Like, Just say that you're attracted to them and you probably watch the video and that's cool. Just we're willing to talk about everything except for what the song is actually saying, because had this been two guys, no one would have ever said anything. ACDC released a single about having giant balls like testicles and people were just cool with that and yet this is a problem acdc had like a couple of songs about fucking like all of their songs were about fucking honestly except for maybe like no mm, never mind (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, the vast majority of their songs are about fucking. There were a few songs about their friend that died. Wait, which one was that? Was that shook me all night long? The singer. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm. I forgot uh, that Bon Scott was dead. Okay, yeah. that's right. Because then you know, back in black and whatever. Yeah. Oh, yikes. <laughs> But, and that's why I love this song, because I've realized that it, there was even a lot of women that sort of turned their heads. And it was just very funny because like you would have thought that this is something like, okay, is it explicit? Yes. Is this a song that you should play around your children? Hell no. Maybe. I don't know. Right. I'm not telling you how to parent. Right. But by the same token, I can name at least a dozen songs off the top of my head. Like our very first pilot episode, we kind of alluded to like all these songs are like, are these songs about sex? I'm pretty sure most of these are. Yeah, there's a whole fucking subgenre again of Christmas songs that are just like fucking at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Including one that we've been trying to disregard for the last five years. Right. <laughs> oh man, maybe it's cold outside discourse. We'll have to save that for next Christmas. Oof. That's right. Christmas is over. We can't talk about Christmas music anymore. <laughs> so i have a confession to make every time that we do a playlist episode one of us usually me will mm-hmm. try to find a way to finagle where you can't just commit to just having 10 songs i didn't even count yours did you one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven you cheated i know <laughs> i just that's why i was I, confessing <laughs> Literally didn't even notice until just right now. <laughs> wow, this is a much more cathartic episode than I realized. Okay. <laughs> and I realized I cheated. And maybe I should not have done this in real time on the recording. But I did break formula because at the time in which I made this playlist, I could not choose. Now realizing I did not need to put this on here. The next song, which I won't necessarily name just yet. Um, and I hate to put you on the spot, Ash, but you have the option of whether or not we can cover this one. So you generally, when you suggest music to me in a forceful manner, it's usually like, listen to this song. Whereas I am very much like, you need to listen to this album right now. But this album that we may or may not be talking about <laughs> yeah, was one of the few times that I remember this year where you're like, you need to listen to this album because it's really good. And I did listen to it, and it was really good. I just realized, though, like, I like this song. Mm-hmm. It is amusing. I don't really have much to say about it other than it just sounds cool because you know me. I can't just listen to music at face value. I have to dig into lyrics and you know everything else, and I realized it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> this song, which, you know, fucking, we're already talking about it. What am I, I'm stupid. We're already talking about it. Let's Waterfalls coming out of your it. mouth by Glass Animals. I don't know if she listens to this show. Um, her handle is Nessa Kilgannon, which shout out to Nessa, uh, if you by any chance are listening to this, this is your fault. (laughs) I love you, but this is your fault. Aggressive. No, because I'm going to pass the buck. I'm being awful. I know, but she was listening to this and it was popping up a lot in her stories, uh, this album. And I'm like, what is this? I don't know what it is. And she's like, it's Glass Animals. Like, this album's really good. And I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. This song in particular is really fun, but again, it's kind of nonsense. And then I realized that it's basically just, it's this album is a vibe. Yes. I don't really think you're meant to really dig much further, which is why I think it's interesting because you know me, I can't just listen to a song and be like, all right, that was nice. I have to, <laughs> like, of course, do these deep dives and I was punished for it. See, and I think that's why I, I liked this album so much was because it, it is a vibe. It's just like a like a perfect like kind of mid to late summer indie pop rock vibe. It ruled. I liked it a lot. Also, I cheated twice. I realized with the next song because <laughs> actually, the prophet of our time explained yeah. that at some point this podcast will turn into a Carol Carol Benito and Megan Thee Stallion fan podcast. <laughs> I say we're kind of here already, right? <laughs> Because Megan fucking did this shit this year, like, or last year, rather. I think she's, what, released two albums, because unfortunately, by the time that I made my list, um, I didn't really get a chance to do a deep enough dive into good news. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make the cut, um, even though the album's great. And I know we've talked about her a lot, but she's so fucking fun. 
you know, she is, and I say this to me lovingly, she's a, she's a big dork and I love it. Mm-hmm. Not to be that person, but like the fact that she is a big dork was, at least for me, like sort of that push that I kind of needed to like get into her music further, honestly. No, you had like sent me a couple of videos of, of just like interviews with her. And I'm like, she just seems like so fun and so full of life. And I just want to like get to know her more and like being able to like take that and listen to her music and stuff is just like cool. And I think that's why I love her because whether it be her love of anime or just the fact that most of her music is basically about like guys and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but not in that, oh, you ain't shit, but I'm still going to run with you. It's like, no, fuck that. Like, <laughs> it's like, I, I did what I did and you're done. And it's like, either I fuck with you or you don't. And at no point does she make any sort of apologies for who she is and whether it be in terms of her hobbies or sexuality. It's just, she just gives no fucks and in a real genuine way. And, at the same time, it also was apparent that that wasn't going to fly. You know, the infamous, I think it was a Crunchyroll interview she did, mm-hmm. you know, talking about her favorite anime. And then, of course, she got a bunch of, like, neck beards being like, oh, well, you're only looking the popular stuff and you're only this and, oh, you don't really like this. And, you know, people basically questioning her on her fandom. And it's like, that's something that women, especially, like, you know, color have really had to deal with. And it's shit that I've had to watch my sister go through growing up. And, you know, my sister essentially was someone who didn't give a shit. But, you know, think about all the people who may not have had that ability. Mm-hmm. And also this music just fucking slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. So why this song over some of the others off of this album? Because there's a lot of good shit on this album. I think... What also is something that I appreciate about Megan, since I've been gushing about her for so long, is subverting expectation. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard part about when it comes to any kind of self-expression or creativity. I think no matter how outside the box you are, there's always an expectation once something becomes popular. I almost assume that if there was ever a time where Cardi B and Megan Stallion collaborate again, you know, there might be this expectation of, oh, okay, they're just going to do like WAP part two or well, is this what it's going to sound like? But this song does that thing that I always love when artists who are known for a certain thing is basically just the, this extra layer of vulnerability, which you could tell is probably not easy. You know, she's already excelled at like, you know, rap and everything else, but to hear her like actually singing like and i know she's done it for other songs but like this is also pretty heavy Mm -hmm. i don't want to say i get it because like i have not lived her experiences necessarily but i at least can like empathize and sort of get the message behind this because i think sometimes when and again this is just my opinion and i'm not trying to sit there and like project or anything like that but i feel like if you're known for having to be a little on the defensive because so many people are coming at you from all sorts of sides about who you are, what you can and cannot do. It's got to be tough to just be able to just do something different and obviously something that was much more intimate. And it also kind of made me work through my own bullshit because, you know, up leading up to this track, of course, it's like, you know, it's heavy. It's, you know, it's Megan as you normally would know her. And, you know, the songs on Sugar are, you know, even just as... You know, they hit hard, even if not harder than Fever. Then this song came on. And at first, I kind of, again, talking about the Genesis thing, mm-hmm. kind of had this reaction like, wait, what? <laughs> and then, because it, it, and we talked about this before about, you know, the fact like, you know, when you were talking about what was it, Phoebe Bridgers and how mm-hmm. as much as you love her, it is kind of hard to see her go from the indie darling to, you know, kind of getting more mainstream buzz and sort of feeling a little protective of that. And sometimes it's like we just have to get over ourselves and realizing like, oh, hey, I didn't realize Megan could do a song like this. And then I have to think to myself, well, why wouldn't she or why couldn't she do a song like this? Because then it's like, shit, am I putting her in a box, too, based off of the assumptions I already had? And I think in a lot of ways it made me kind of like reevaluate, you know, why I like her and kind of get through some of my bullshit guy stuff. Because unfortunately (laughs) it does happen. Also, the song fucking slaps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like if you asked her to make 
like a Frank Ocean song. And I'm here for it. My love for Frank Ocean is well documented on this podcast. I just, I don't know. I I liked it a lot. This, again, this was a song that, that I had listened to, but I wasn't one that I listened to frequently. So it was nice to be able to sort of sit with it for a bit. And then the playlist <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> the first, like, four or five songs on this playlist were clearly me working some shit out in my own head. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, um, <laughs> so <laughs> I want to just hear your reactions. Cause like I said, I'm, <laughs> I, I just want to know what you were like. And honestly, just, just, just tell me, honestly, just talk your shit because no. I, I'd rather know what you're thinking versus the, the answer that you think I want to hear. Because like I said, I know this playlist is a fucking lot to deal with. No, like this song isn't bad. Um, for me, this was one of those where I was like, this song sounds generic as hell. And then I heard him talk about a car and then I looked at the album cover and I was like, oh, okay. All right. That, that tracks actually. <laughs> so remember last time you were all like, oh, where's, when we were talking about a Spotify rap. You're like, oh, where's your Fast and Furious tracks? And I'm like, you knew one of them had to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot that they were like, here, sorry about your movie. You have a mixtape. <laughs> now, I don't know if the mix... Okay, so Fast 9 um, obviously did not come out in theaters, much like a lot of movies did not. So, like Ash said, they were just like, all right, well, here's a mixtape. Now, I don't know if these songs are going to find their way into the movie or if these are just songs that are like low-key inspired by because with the exception of the first verse, which does sound like it could apply to like Dominic Toretto and the crew, the rest of it does not. It's weird. Like a lot of this playlist, and I realized a lot of this music was released, you know, during the, the lockdown and during the height of like COVID-19. So therefore, a lot of stuff just got played on loop out of the inability to do much of anything else. Right. I'm not going to say that I'm not a fan of Young Boy Never Broke Again, which is the... <laughs> Even saying that out loud, you're like, mm. so, and I know Young Boy Never Broke Again is um, not the most um, appealing rapper name, but it's, it's not great. In a very odd way, the song became strangely inspirational, if anything, at least through the chorus. I could see that. And I just kind of looped the song a lot. And then I'm like, you know what? In a weird way, I dig it. I also don't know why they decided to edit this when nothing else on this mixtape is. <laughs> I just assumed the rest of it was. No, it's not. <laughs> that was odd. That was an odd choice for Spotify to make. But It was not even Spotify. Like, I cannot find a version of the song. Even though the album, or, or at least for the single, has a parental advisory sticker on it, it's still edited. Hmm. And it's just like, I don't, it's just very odd. We, they only made the Walmart version. It's just, it's, it's, it's a weird song. And I definitely don't understand why I like it. And to explain why I do is even weirder, but I fuck with it. It's, it's fine. Like it's inoffensive. Didn't have super strong. Like I said, I didn't really have super strong feelings about it one way or the other. I just giggled at it mostly, <laughs> <laughs> especially coming off uh a song that was pretty heavy to go to this. I was just like, all right. I think I realized what it was about the song. It made me think of the crew, like our team on PlayStation. Aww. You know, we've been hanging out. Like, obviously, I've known them, whether they be like relatives or friends of friends or what have you. You know, we're just small little group that plays this eight-year-old game that... <laughs> You know, and it's like we kind of do a lot of the same things, you know, day in, day out. But we kind of ended up becoming this little family in a weird way. Kind of like, you know, the characters in this fucking movie. And I guess that's honestly why I listen to the song a lot. Because at least that first verse, it kind of reminded me of us. And I know, like, that's not going to mean anything to anybody. um, (laughs) Except for, like, us. And I think, uh, well, I know Dave listens to us, which, shout out, Dave. Hell yeah. Shout out to Dave. (laughs) So, yeah, I know. I spent way too much time talking about this song, and I know we're probably going over time. Thank God for editing. <laughs> the next song I was excited to hear, because I love Mikey. This song fucking rips. It's yes. short. 
It's fast. It's loud. It's punk rock. Like, how do you, how can you not love her? Honestly. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's just such a sweet dude. He was willing to take like 15, 20 minutes to chat with me about his new solo album in like this vintage record shop, which shout out to Vinyl Paradise. This could have come out either 20 years ago or 20 years from now. And it still sounds fucking fresh and it's great and it's fun. And I'm going to leave it at that because it's just this whole EP was just great. The next album, I know absolutely nothing about anything on it, except for that I saw the cover, saw that it was titled Moonrock, and <laughs> laughed really hard. <laughs> and I feel like, you know what, we could explain that joke, but it just, it'll, no, it'll, it won't hit the same. It's one of those things that's not funny unless you were there. So, oh man, ooh, podcast in jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like this podcast is just one big in joke, honestly. But at this whatever. point, fuck it, whatever. People, are still, <laughs> people still listen to us, and I thank you for listening to us. So, it, I don't think they're really all that averse because I figured what twenty episodes in, they know what yeah. they're getting into. <laughs> but I think that was the day that at that point, for some reason, not that you needed to like audition or like prove yourself in any kind of capacity, but I think that was the day where everybody's like, you know what? You're going to fit right into this crew. <laughs> oh, it was just one of those things where like, I don't know. It's me. Sometimes I say dumb stuff. But so. this, when you say dumb stuff, that's when it's like awesome because I'm like, this is, you've met me. So. <laughs> Uh, at one point, I wish I had that, like, audio, because that would so be your notification sound. <laughs> <laughs> Just me screaming moon rocks. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I could sit down and, and do some takes if you... If you uh, really I don't lie. know. I don't... I feel like it's just not gonna... It's not gonna... It was just one of those things, like, it happened. It was like the Beatles' white album. Like, we, we did what we did. There's no way we're going to be able to replicate this. It just, it was a moment in time. <laughs> Fair enough. So I know you don't know much about this album. This one was, I guess, weirdly personal. And as much of, okay, this is clearly a reference to my other podcast, Adrian Has Issues. Ro Panaganti, who is way too talented for his own good, really nice guy, definitely making his mark in the uh, video game music community, doing some great metal and prog rock covers of classic video games. But then he's been branching out, um, what, like a week ago or around New Year's, he released a cover of uh, Landslide that made me cry like a baby. Um <laughs> And um, he's been on the show about twice, um, as well as Christian Richardson, who was on the show, who's also like a really great musician. Moonrock is actually a cover album that they both co-wrote based off of the music of Super Mario Odyssey. That makes perfect sense. And on the episode, we were joking that Break Free, Lead the Way is essentially Mario's answer to Follow Me, which is, you know, the immensely popular song from Sonic Adventure. Mm-hmm. And we realized, like, Mario doesn't have a follow me. And I've heard the song from the game, but it doesn't nearly hit as hard as the version that they made. And almost at a point where I wish their version was in Mario Odyssey. And, you know, a lot of this playlist was trying to smile through the pain and the anger and the confusion and everything else in 2020. But Bon Voyage, you know, the Mikey Erick song and Break Free were the two songs, much like the one after this. And actually, even the one after where it's like just unbridled happiness. In a year that was 100% devoid of hope, Break Free was just a song that, for whatever reason, just made me grin like a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I was almost upset and like, why are you smiling? But it's like, because this song rips and it just makes me happy. And the music video for it, like, they're clearly having so much fun performing this. And it's just, it was infectious. I don't know if you'd ever listened to this, but listening to a lot of Rose music, and watching him perform it, like, especially during, like, live stream concerts, even with everything that's going on, just f- having fun. So, yeah, again, as I've ended every other song, also it fucking slaps. <laughs> <laughs> this next song, though. <laughs> I, Math the Band is one of those bands that I really should 
like do a fucking deeper dive into because every time i hear them i'm like this rules actually (laughs) they're the only band i can think of that even comes close to like mastering just like how to make a synth make me smile right (laughs) (laughs) just like them in motion city that's like it someone years ago and i wish i could find who wrote this has said Matt the band have managed to capture that feeling of just spazzing out on caffeine running through a toy store. That's accurate. I like that. That's not to say that Kevin Steinhauser and a band, well, I guess now they are a band, which is kind of the other joke because originally Matt the band was just a solo act. Right. And then it was he and Justine, and then there was Matt the band, the band. (laughs) But now Matt the band is exactly that. And they hadn't made an album since like 2015. And this album, Flange Factory 5, is every wacky idea they've ever had just merged into just this ball of just beautiful chaos. Because Flange Factory 5 is an album. Mm -hmm. It's a choose-your-own-adventure young adult novel. It's an actual flange pedal. And it's also an energy drink. (laughs) Interesting. A lot of people are probably asking why, and it's why not. And that's why I think I love Matt the Band. It's like they're essentially just a band of like, why not? I just want to get to the next song because it's going to be very hard to get to that one without like getting weirdly emotional. <laughs> and maybe this is me beating you to it. Um, I had a friend when I was in middle school um, that I was very, very close with. We were both like two little punk kids, two little punk girls going to shows. And I can't hear this song without thinking of her and thinking about how much it would have meant to her as as a 12 year old like little punk girl of color to see a band like this on stage and just being like so fucking happy that that a generation of kids now can do that seeing these kids succeed because they are kids they're like babies it just almost literally brings me to tears which sucks because this fucking song is the happiest song (laughs) and it's just so fun i love these kids and i i really like with my whole fucking heart wish nothing but the best for them and i really hope i'm not putting them on blast but when this band kind of first broke at least you know terms of social media Mm -hmm. uh two people reached out to me almost like no it was like within the same day it's like my friend Nadia and my sister, two black women came to me and basically being like, where was this when we were young? Mm-hmm. And at one end, it's this, we're happy that it's here. But then it's like, damn, this band probably existed years ago. But didn't get the platform. Right. They're signed to Fueled by Ramen. Granted, like, Fueled by Ramen's weird now, but still, like, that's a major record label. That's amazing. Yeah. And I wasn't looking for them. It was like a sponsored Instagram ad or something or like Facebook. It was just like I was just scrolling one day and here they are. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I need this. Give me this album now. <laughs> this is good. This is just good. And like I said, you want the best for them. And to have three, you know, young women of color like in a punk band and just being unapologetically just black and brown and just beautiful and just shredding by the way because yeah. the music rocks i kind of wish that i had had that level of fearlessness as a kid because it was a lot of shit that i was into much like a lot of stuff that's on this playlist or a lot of things that i wanted to do even creatively that i talked myself out of because i'm like they basically made it like you don't care and a lot of times you know when there is no seat at the table you just make your own you know it's like sometimes you don't have to sit at the table Maybe it's crowded for a reason. Right. I don't know where this band's going to end up, but if anything, hopefully it starts something. I mean, it are, no, actually, it already started something. Because everybody's coming at this. Anybody who I've spoken to about this band has said the same thing as, I wish this existed before, but I'm glad it's here now. And especially in an industry that can be fucking horrific. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that they continue to thrive and hopefully inspire the next Meet Me at the Altar. And it's like, God damn, these kids play fucking, like, God damn. <laughs> like, I was almost weirdly angry. Like, you know, like that gif of, like, the kid who's sitting at, like, a restaurant booth, whatever, or sitting in the chair, he kind of was, like, kind of low-key having, like, this just tantrum. <laughs> like, I was that kid. Like, music shouldn't be this good. What the fuck? Oh, man. 
like you ever listen to something that just makes you angry because you're like this this shouldn't this shouldn't be allowed. Why is music so good, Ashley? Why is music so wonderful? It's like the fourth time you've asked me that today. I don't know when's the next album coming out. It's like I've already played the songs to death, and I'm like, I need more. It's like, ugh. I need something that's good and corruptible. I had, this was my sad old lady, like, come to Jesus moment where I was like, man, it would be really fun to see them. And then realizing, like, I would be a weird old person at that show. (laughs) Like, the idea of going to, like, something like Warp Tour at my age, I'm just like, nah, I'm old. (laughs) Atlas and I went to go see Jeff the Brotherhood at Maxwell's in Hoboken. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest nights ever. And it's usually at most of these shows, there's always this one or multiple people in a crowd that are usually older than everybody. They stick out. Yep. And sometimes it can be a little obnoxious. But then this one guy, though, you could tell back in the day, this guy, this was his life. You know, and he's there with his like vintage band t-shirt, you know, and he's kind of like balding. And it was a really nice dude, taller than most other people. When they started going, this guy loses his shit. And not in a, hey, you spilled my beer, asshole, kind of way. Like, Uh he, I don't know this guy's story. I don't know what it is. But it felt like whatever life took him away from, like, he found a way to channel this version of himself from when he was a kid. And he's just feeling it to the point where nobody else in the crowd, and it's like, I don't know if you've ever been to concerts in, like, the Tri-State area. We tend to act like we're too cool for school. It's just the like this band like going to a screaming females concert and like Marissa Paternoster is like shredding out stage, summoning fucking demons, and everybody's just kind of standing there with this dead look, and I'm like, fucking move, y'all. Like this is and everybody was kind of doing that, but he's kind of spazzing out, he's dancing, and then eventually everybody just starts going. So by the time the show ended and where they're at this point, they're just kind of jamming out. Because it's Maxwell's. It's a small venue, so you can see everybody in the crowd. Right. The band must have picked up on it. They start playing harder. Because it's like, once they see that they're into it, they're going to then go, you know, ramp it up. Everybody, Atlas and I, we're spazzing. Everybody's just losing their minds. I don't know who this dude was, but it's like, look, for this one night, I'm going to just forget everything and just go for it. And it's a beautiful thing. And I know I'm probably sound like someone's drunk cousin at a party after a couple of joints i don't fucking care <laughs> no i was just thinking about how like that sounds great and i don't know if i have that i don't know if i have that sort of energy in me <laughs> well you don't have to necessarily spaz out and start like break dancing but i feel like everybody has that in some way like what's that thing i guess more i mean this more like rhetorical but like that one thing where you could just be ashley or i can be adrian whoever yeah I almost didn't want to talk about the last one because I realized I made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to talk about the last one because I realized something about it today after listening to it. Like, this is probably the 80th fucking time. So, the beginning of this song is like this weird little noise. And that weird little noise always made me... I was like, I feel like I've heard this before. I feel like I've heard this before. Where? Where have I heard this before? And I figured it out today. The weird little noise is the same weird little noise at the beginning of Finch's What It Is to Burn. Right right before he fucking screams. Holy shit, like what? (laughs) It's the same weird little noise. I don't know if it's the same, like, instrument or sound effect. I don't fucking know. I don't claim to know all the technical shit. It just, the, the, the thing sounds similar, and I think the songs are in, like, a similar key if not the same key, which is why it sound kind of the similar, but like, yeah. So I played them, I played them like back to back, like three or four times this, <laughs> this afternoon being like, that's fun. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. I brought the mood down on the playlist by putting this on here because it's like, we start off being very confrontational, mellowing out, getting hopeful. And then all of a sudden, but also I realized this playlist plays a little bit different depending on like when you know it was formed Mm -hmm. so i don't know like after the year we had i really just expected new year's eve to just be like well that's it we're blipping out of existence on some thanos shit because there's nowhere to go from here to be fair this playlist was missing one thing and that one thing was a sad white lady so good job (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's like... <laughs> well, I mean, look. I had a lot of happy brown people. <laughs> well, like, I get it. And, but you know what, though? That's why when you were talking about Kyoto on uh, your playlist... I, there was something I wanted to say. No, I think I actually did joke because I was talking about how much I repped I know the end. Yeah. Go figure, because at the end of the day, no matter how happy I am or hopeful, how much I love just things and how passionate and how much I appreciate doing this podcast because I get to actually talk about the shit that I love for a change. Mm-hmm. I'm me at the end of the day and I'm a fucking sad sack. I needed something <laughs> to bring me back down a peg. <laughs> this song, This song is like... If, again, because this is how my brain works, I just compare everything to everything else because nothing is new. Um, this <laughs> is like Phoebe Bridgers doing a Radiohead song. At the end, it just like collapses into chaos and like, I'm here for it. It's cool. This album was good. That album was very good. I know my playlist was weird and I cheated <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't be mad at you. How many times have I cheated? Well, that was honestly my reasoning why I did it, but because I, I mean, I wasn't going to be shitty about it and be like, well, you cheated too, but I just, and I realized then now talking about it, because we really didn't discuss our playlist like too much ahead of time. No. I think this is why so much of this is just now kind of coming out raw, which I guess is more honest, but that's the part that's also tough is trying to talk about stuff that's like deeply personal and has meaning but not in a way where it's like, you know, I, I know we, we try hard not to like dump our purse out on the table kind of thing. But at the same time, I don't know, maybe that's sort of the point. Well, and I thought about our playlist last year and how you and I had a lot of the same, not a lot, but you and I had multiple things that were the same. Right. And this year... Aside from having one song from the same album, like you and I had pretty different playlists. Yeah. Which I I don't think is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. You and I experienced the year together as friends, but at the same time, like we each kind of had our own, our own shit and our own way of dealing with it. And neither is right or wrong. I think they just were. It's been very weird to live during a time that you know is like going to be like in a kid's history book 30 years from now kind of shit. Kids are going to be taking quizzes about fucking sourdough starters and shit. And that makes me (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's why I struggle with this playlist because it was just hard to just be like, I wanted so much to just do the, here's some songs I liked, you know, here they are. And that would have been fine, and that's fine, you know, however anybody approached doing stuff like this. <laughs> but I also didn't want to do, like, a best of, because I'm like, this isn't really the best. This is, this playlist is the best I was able to do in 2020, mm-hmm. which was essentially survive. I mean, it's a good playlist. Playlist building is kind of like a, a weird therapy for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, to do that and something that I often just do on my own just to kind of get through things, to then kind of display it, and especially in a, oh, well, it's more, it's a little more than just I like these songs. Mm -hmm. I had mentioned a couple of songs that I thought about putting on my playlist but didn't. Do you have a couple of songs at the ready that were, like, honorable mentions? I'll just kind of name them. We don't have to go too far into them. Yeah, for sure. Um, Grimes almost made this playlist, which I'm realizing I probably should have put on there because that album is fucking great. Uh, Delete Forever. Shout out to a problematic fave. <laughs> uh, the Lawrence Arms almost made it on here. Nice. Because uh, Skeleton Coast, uh, their first album since, what, 2013, 2012, something like that. That sounds right. Was great, but it just... I don't know. Um, funny enough, it's Bug Snacks. Ha ha. <laughs> it's Bug Snacks. The one song, The Adults Are Talking, almost made on here. Like, the stuff that I left off now, I'm like, God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> Washed Out, Leave You Behind was on. Like, that. okay. <sighs> okay, because he always finds his way into this podcast. At some point, we're going to end up having to pay him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chill Wave Kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> Has 
I don't know if he even realizes has found his way into as a recurring character and guest on this show. He's basically the third host. <laughs> he kind of is. It really is. I mean, shit, we've done like how many episodes? And we're, we got a couple more planned based off his brackets. I mean, the memes alone, my God. <laughs> um, I liked that washed out album. I thought it like it. it's fine. They, uh, this sounds so snotty. They run the danger of kind of doing the same thing for so many albums that I get tired of it. I felt like it was nothing new. We had had a beach day, uh, me and Lena and the kids, and it was like one of the last like beach outings before like you know it got cold. Mm-hmm. And as we're in the car, just kind of just chilling before we left, I had actually just put this on, and we were literally just like looking out into the water, and it's like shit. I get it now. Yeah, we had vibed off that so hard where we all just kind of like just sort of just chilled, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is how this album was meant to be listened to. <laughs> And lastly, the one that should have made it on here, I'm kicking myself for not. Um, basically, all of Man on the Moon 3 by uh, Kid Cudi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. After swearing up and down he was never going to do another Man on the Moon, he came back and released a Dynamite album. But I could not put the whole thing on there as a playlist. So, <laughs> So it has been mentioned honorably here. And I'm hoping with this playlist, I mean... You can't not think about it because it's going to be forever ingrained in our memories. But I'm hoping that with this, maybe we can hopefully put at least a little bit of 2020 to bed. Agreed. I know, like, it was rough, and I know even, like, our recording was rough, and dare I say, some episodes didn't even air because of it. Like, it it was really rough just even being able to do this, and, you know, kind of coming into the new year with at least a little bit of hope, and feeling slightly just a little less anxious just a little just a little just a little (laughs) but i'm hoping at least realizing that we made it through we're still here we're still doing the show and now that we've gotten all the the catharsis out of the way now we're just gonna get to some weird shit (laughs) um yeah because you you and i have talked about a few things that we that we want to do well, the one that we had teased way back in was episode one or two. Uh-huh. It's happening. Yes. I'll it's confirmed. I finally found it. I almost don't even want to talk about it. I'm just going to... If someone had listened to us and knows what we're talking about, it's there. Yeah. Otherwise, okay. you're just going to have to get dropped on you. But honestly, that's... This is the here. That's... I just want to get into some weird shit. <laughs> I just want to just talk about, like, just weird albums, weird games... I mean, the show's already odd enough because I'm pretty sure people are like, why are we doing a Tegan and Sarah podcast when they barely mention Tegan and Sarah? Like, that's not the point. It's um, And here's a part of the show where I threaten to fight our listeners. Sorry. <laughs> hey, if it's not you, it's me. Uh- <laughs> and I know we say this a lot, but we really mean this. The fact that people have listened to us and given us feedback and put up with our nonsense has been nothing but a a short, you know, small miracle, but it's also just really huge because this show's weird as shit. I love it. I know Ashley loves it, but we never knew if like anybody would actually dig this. So, you know, I hope you stick around because, um, we're going to get into some weird albums that you might not like, but we love. (laughs) Um, This is my goal for this year regarding this podcast. I want to record commentary for the Mighty Ducks movies. That is a thing I want to do this year. That is, I don't make New Year's resolutions. I think they're stupid. But if if I were going to make one, that would be my New Year's resolution. That is a thing that I want to do this year. 2021 is going to be some shit. This might kill us. Strap yourselves in. Hope you're ready for it. Yes, um, but do stay in touch. Twitter at TLAT Podcast, which is the social media app that I run. Ash runs the Instagram TLAT Podcast as well. Um, check in on Tuesdays because Tuesday Tunes is awesome and it's full of a lot of cool shit that Ashley puts me on to as well as everyone else because she's cooler than me. Otherwise, That's you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have an email, TLAT Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I don't know if you want to close that with anything. You know what I want? 
more than anything in the world, I want for you, dear listener, to not get swallowed by a whale. Have a good night, everybody. (laughs) And I said, what about (laughs) breakfast at Tiffany? She said, I think I remember that film. And as I recall, you thought I wasn't going to sing on here. But I said, bullshit. It's the one thing I've got. Oh my god, he's got the guitar solo. I was walking with the dog.